Welcome to the If You Lead Them podcast, the show that is dedicated to helping you grow as a leader in both business and your personal life. Here is your host, Katie Barnett. Dr. Carlos, thank you so much for joining us, leaders. You are in for a treat today. I know that we talk often about some of these important pieces of leadership, but what Dr. Davidovich has done in his research and his books um, is really something I think it's special and it's not often talked about. So your focus is typically, or especially in your newest book, The Five Brain Leadership or Five Brain Leadership, which is available now, and we'll be sure to have the links on all the show notes, um, kind of just goes into a different realm of leadership. And I would love for you to kind of explain to us how, what brought you to this piece of research, this area of leadership. And um, yeah, let's just start there. Excellent. Katie, first of all, I want to thank you to invite me to your to your podcast. It looks it's great. I tell you, congratulations for your podcast, by the way. And uh, okay, let's start from there. I based on my professional deformation because I'm MD originally, but then I went to business, I moved to business. I really, I mean, leadership is a big word, you know? And I like to say at the moment that you find out there are so many books about leadership means that it's not an easy thing to understand. You know, I mean, there's not something that you can get a formula I and mean, you just apply it and that's it. And people don't really understand that to become a leader or to be a leader is a profession by itself. And there are many things that we should learn. Normally, people just go in a leadership position without preparation. In my understanding of leadership, I think that, first of all, and maybe it sounds like a cliche, we need to understand ourselves. So we are leading people with completely different personalities. And, and uh, normally, that is not an easy task. And normally, of course, we project ourselves and we think that they will understand what we say, that we'll do what we want. That doesn't work in that way. So first of all, I, I will say I connect the dots in a way to understand different parts of ourselves. And in that moment, if we can really realize who we are in the way we deal with ourselves, we can start living outside. And I, I talk about a framework, let's say, of, of many brains. I talk about a framework of five brains that scientifically is true. I mean, we have neurons, brain cells, mainly here in our heart, something that is completely new. And we have a complete nerve system in our guts. The, the gut brain became very popular lately, you know, about all these medical things, you know that. So, but each of them, they really have specific, let's say, functions. Here in the, in the big brain, let's say in the upper brain, so they are different, I, 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 will, I will say classified, I mean, just to make it simple, uh, we have different brains. Uh, in the evolution, nature didn't replace brain, was adding one over the other. So the oldest one is the one that we inherited from reptiles and crocodiles the famous reptilian brain that today there is a discussion is that's true not true i think that evolution worked in this way today of course 
everything is intertwined, right? I mean, it's not like you can separate different brains. But that reptilian brain is very powerful still. It's in charge of survival. It's in charge of, I need to protect myself. But it's the one that will, will come first to protect ourselves. And not always in a nice way. Let's put it that way. So, but the second one that we inherit from big mammals is that we call it the emotional brain. Emotions in the human body are everywhere, even in the skin, whatever. but the headquarter is here. And this one, as you know, we have positive emotions, negative emotions, again, has life by itself. And we need to understand how to deal with it. The newbie in the in the in the block is the rational brain, the one that has to give you just an idea, Kitty. I mean, fifty thousand years in the way we understand our rational brain versus five hundred million years. So what that implies? Number one, that even though we did such a amazing things, thanks our rational brain, is not the one we trust the most still we trust our primitive brain because we know that we are alive thanks to the survival system. But again, in our daily life and as a leaders, I mean, we need to understand when we are talking through the reptilian brain, it's called instinct, or we are talking about positive emotions, or we are really, really analyzing from a rational point of view to arrive to a, let's say, win-win situation. Make sense so far? Absolutely. I I love this subject in general. I do a lot of research when it comes to like uh, understanding trauma. And so it talks often about how our reptilian brain will take over and make it very hard to access kind of that rational piece of our brain. And so in leadership, I, I love this because I don't I don't often see it talked about in a leadership setting. And so it's, it's, it's so needed. So yes, I am absolutely with you. That rational part in your, what, prefrontal cortex or that first part of the brain, oftentimes, like you said, other words, the fight or flight, that anxious, uh, you know, something is it now it's not a bear chasing us, right? It's something that is inducing a great amount of stress though. And it can, it can make it really hard to make these important decisions. So yeah, so please carry on. I'm excited. I, there, there one thing is important to know. I mean, how are the rules of this brain? For instance, when we activate the reptilian brain, so we are not exactly in the best mood, let's say, the brain will deactivate the rational brain. So they cannot be activated at the same time. In other words, at the moment we are with these feelings, let's say, of survival, let's say, because we, we felt offended for whatever in the team or whatever happened, and I'm reacting, you know, uh, in that moment, my rational brain will be blocked. And the funny part that people say, hey, calm down and think about it. Oh, you can't. <laughs> or be rational. You can't. You need to do something to calm down this instinctual brain, and then the rational brain will take place or will start acting properly. So when I, I coach a lot of leaders, most of them are leaders, and I, I, we, we, we 
we work a lot to recognize the narrative, the language of each brain. You know, because the instinctual brain is I win or lose. It's a zero-sum game. That's it. Win-win deal for the reptilian brain, forget it. So go back to the, oh, I kill or I'm, I will be killed. You know, <laughs> I die or I kill. So, and it sounds like it's too primitive, but it's not. Happens every day in every single organization. And you can see the discussion of these top people, you know, they're fighting with each other and, and they, they are bringing very rational arguments, but it's the reptilian brain hijacking the rational brain. So, and then when, when I, 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 I coach people, I say, please try to understand if that, that, those people really wants to get to, to reach an agreement, yes or no. Because when they are confronting each other, they only want to win. There's no irrational thing in between. So there's no solution. And so often, I, I would imagine that a good example of this for anyone listening is kind of when you get in one of those, you may have a very rational opinion or thought, but you come back later and, you're, and you wish you had said something different. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. This this case is a famous, the, the, the so popular situation when you receive an email that you don't like. And normally what we do, we write the, the, the other response. And always my recommendation is write the email, but please don't send it. So express everything that you want in email. Don't put the email of the, of the recipient, okay? So just write everything you want and wait one day. Save in drafts. <laughs> Save draft. Exactly. And definitely the day after will be a completely different communication way. So, but, and people laugh because they understand. So stop reacting. There's no reaction that will bring value or will bring something positive to the conversation. So, and we are talking about communication. But in case it's not, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be productive. And I would no. imagine as a leader being able to understand this and then, you know, utilize it yourself, but also recognize in a team, right? When others are kind of in these spaces where they're not able to communicate what they need or meet in that middle. So I, yes, I, I'm on board. I love everything about this. And I think, like you said, understanding ourselves is such a huge piece of leadership. Exactly. I, I, I bring the, it's, it's a, an analogy, whatever. I mean, about the internal team. I say, we are, all of us, we have a team inside. Instinct, emotions, rational, intuition. That's very powerful, by the way. So different, like a different members of our internal team. And the question is, who is in charge? Who is leading the conversation inside of me? Because that's the one that will talk. And that's the one that will connect or not with the other person. I, when, when I work with my, my coaches, I mean, and, and they learn because they are, they are tips, you know, to recognize one or the other. And it's funny because they say, when I understand that this team member, whatever, whoever is, is in reptilian mode, let's say, is, is reacting, I say, listen, let's stop the meeting. Let's go for a walk and let's talk later. But we cannot communicate in this way. And, and, and they say, you know, Carlos, how practical that is. Because it's simple. So let's go for a walk. Let's take fresh air and then we'll talk later. But let's stop trying to convince each other when we are in those non-productive states of mind. 
This episode is presented by our new friends and sponsors over at Fresh Roasted Coffee and Positively Tea. I'm ecstatic about this partnership with them because if you know me, I've got three kids, a lot of work to do, and getting us all out the door with smiles on our faces is nearly impossible without a good cup of coffee. So we've partnered with them to give our listeners 20% off your first purchase. That's right. You heard me correctly. 20% off your purchase by heading to the link in our show notes or go to freshroastedcoffee.com or PositivelyTea.com. And when you get to check out, simply enter in the promo code if you lead them to get your discount. You can also take their quiz on the site if you're a big coffee or tea drinker, which recommends which coffee or tea is right for you. All of this and more thanks to our partners over at Fresh Roasted Coffee. Enjoy, leaders. Yeah, genius and and simple, but hard if everyone is in reptilian brain, right? And so that is, I just, I, I think that's wonderful. So those who you have worked with and they, and they utilize this, have they noticed larger productivity, would you say? Exactly. First of all, every com- the conversation will, will end to a productive place. I mean, I mean, uh, not necessarily win-win situation, but they will arrive to good, I would say to a good place. Why? There is another characteristic. When I am in, let's call it reptilian brain activated or instinctual activated, I like to say the vision is tunnel vision. I cannot see the big picture because it's about winning or losing. I mean, it's win or lose. Therefore, let's call it the warehouse of resources where I can get new ideas is absolutely closed. Shut off because I cannot get good ideas when I am in that state. So if really we want to be productive and to find the best solution for X challenge that we are facing, we need to be in a good emotional place. And that the leader needs to understand that everybody's in this state. And then, then, then we can have a conversation. So these, these tips, I tell you, they are, it sounds maybe complicated, but it's not. I don't want, it's not talking about science. It's talking about practical application of how the brain works. And that's what I want. And it's everything, right? It's even if you're at Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> with family, arguing politics or, you know, talking with your kids, yeah. um, it can be utilized in so many. And I think that sometimes we do utilize this in many other areas of our lives, but then in business, it seems to that emotional piece almost is thought to not be necessary. And it, and it is still so important. So there are, there's five different parts of the brain that you talk about. And I know from, I have, I didn't get a chance to read the book. I'm going to, but I got to read a lot about it and a bunch of reviews and um, some of the comments that were made were um, really being able to recognize as a leader, like your own emotions and how important that was and talking about um, the gut and the heart. What's the, what are the five different parts then? We said reptilian. Yes, we're talking about three. Then neurons in our heart, it seems still is under research, but we know today that our heart is highly, deeply connected with our emotions. 
Uh, let's talk about a very simple medical issue. I mean, anyone that suffers any heart disease, heart attack or whatever, the incidence of psychological and emotional issues is higher, more than in any other organ. So there is a relationship there. And our guts also, I like to, I like to connect guts with intuition because it's, it's how it works. And the word intuition has a very negative marketing in business. You know, people say, don't tell me about touchy-feely stuff. Except, and Katie, this is very interesting, because I was also kind of taking care, I mean, how to talk about this. I don't want to, they will say, no, you're, you know, fooky, fooky, spooky thing. Never happened to me. Never. But what happened very often is top leader saying, Carlos, I know what you're talking about intuition is that those, that pieces of information that comes to me, I don't know from where they say, but most of the time it's right. And my team tried to convince me because they did all the Excel and the rational analysis to go right. And I know we need to go left. So, and then I explained to them, fantastic, I say, because I, I want to, uh, to comment first, number one, intuition is the best version of Google. Intuition is an algorithm. Intuition is just, I don't know if you remember the book of Malcolm Gladwell, Blink. When he, he described in the book, I mean, the, all those decisions that we make in a blink, you know, that, but those people were highly experienced in the topic. So more experience we have, intuition will work better. And you see that at top in, top in the pyramid of leadership, they are very respectful of intuition for two reasons. When we see this level, top people, there are two parameters that always they need to face. Number one, they never have enough time to think <laughs> and to be rational. They need to make decisions. And second, they will never have the whole information because it's too much. So what I'm trying to say is, you will do the rational analysis, don't get me wrong, but intuition is bringing information faster sooner so then they combine both to arrive to the right and to the the correct let's say decision that they want to make make sense yes i think it absolutely makes sense and i i can completely agree with that intuition and that intuitive feeling where you need to make that choice and it makes although you may not be able to explain how you came to this decision it, you know, you feel, you could just feel that it's going to be the right way to go. Yeah. And I think that it's beautiful to be able to acknowledge that and, and give that piece, you know, some legitimacy absolutely. because you're right. Leaders do absolutely need to be able to make snap decisions and, and feel good going with them in order for their team to then, you know, stick with them, right? And, and again, I mean, uh, that was my finding, I mean, that I didn't expect. Higher in the in the ladder of leadership, they, they accept better this source of information. And I tell them, the problem is that in, when, when in a piece of information comes to you and you don't know the process, of course you don't trust. And I'm not saying that intuition is right 100% of the time, but the rational thinking also is not right 100% of the time. 
because I mean, it's the same risk. And when they understand that having more sources of information is better to, to arrive to the right, to the, the, the right place at the end. So then all these components, I, again, is something that the leader should identify, recognize, and learn how to deal and lead them. So when you're working with your leaders, how do you have them kind of start practicing this? Is there, is it simply learning the information or are there steps, exercises, uh, looking inward? You know, what is, what's kind of your process for helping them get to this place where they can start utilizing the information within their teams, within themselves? All of the above, I will say, depends on the situation and depends on the personality. Remember that we are talking about a group of people, I mean, executives, you're talking about companies, that they are mainly analytical thinker, and that's fine, of course. So when I explain in this way, they love it because now they can put the information in the right bucket, you know? Okay, this is the box, this is the box. So explaining the process is what they like the most because they were already leading based on these things. And now I explain, this is like this, this is the name, and then you can do this. And, and everybody understands. So I don't, I like to say, I'm not telling them something that they didn't know. I'm giving them the framework to explain what they were doing till now. And that takes them to the next level because they start trusting more their decisions. They start understanding more their people. But again, I mean, they were doing this without knowing all this concept of the different brains. At the moment I explain this, they say, wow, I got it now. And the examples normally are practical examples and everybody identify with them. So go, going back to your question, depends on personality. Some people already understand intuition. Those that don't, they are, let's say, 80 or 90% rational thinkers. We start training them on how to listen to that intuition. And, and, and the technique is very simple. I said, listen, when you are facing a problem, tell me the truth. In the moment you see the problem, you know what you receive some information that you don't know from where. And they say, yes. Okay, write it down. Then leave it there and do all the rational analysis that you want. And at the end, just check the information again. And what happened little by little, they start understanding that that information that came through intuition was valid, was good one. Helped to the final decision in that case. You know what I mean? So, but again, I, I can, it's not, it's not educating about the concept. It's, making people understand what is going on normally in their life, in the way they think. And to be able to, to classify these things for us as a human rational being is very important. Do most then turn around and teach their teams and employees and, and explain this to them as well? Exactly. Or they call me just to give a workshop. That's what I do on this. But and we discuss all together. I, I mean, it, it's a, it's something that helps them, even though to go deeper in the way of analysis, in the way to understand the whole system. 
in the way that they can. Uh, well, one thing is very important. I didn't say it yet. And this is very provocative, I know, but it's the truth. Human brain is not prepared to make a decision that is 100% rational. The switch to action, a decision, to make the decision and to action is physically located in the emotional brain. So rational brain, emotional brain, they need to be connected. That's what I mean. But always in any decision making process, there is some kind of emotions involved. Even though we love to say that we are very rational people. No, we are not. Yeah, I would say that especially in leadership and top level leadership, you want to believe that you're rational all the time, right? And so um, one, I mean, I could probably talk to you for days on end about all of this, and I hope to get to connect with you again. But I would love for you to explain a little bit about how teaching this and understanding this helps liberate those fixed mindsets and limiting beliefs. Wow. Do you have time? We can, we can talk hours about it. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, let's go for it a little bit. You got it. <laughs> because you mentioned something. It's, it's another of my workshops is growth mindset. Because, I mean, in the end, it's an attitude. Fixed mindset versus growth mindset are it's, it's an attitude. I mean, some people can have a tendency to be more fixed or to be more growth. But the truth is that 100% of the population, they are both. So we, are, we have some concept that we are more fixed. Means I don't believe can be, can be changed. And some concepts that I, we believe that if we try harder, we can change it. So the idea is to move people from here to here and to understand exactly what growth mindset means. Growth mindset doesn't mean that everything is okay. That is wrong because things are not okay. They're problematic. Growth mindset means if fail or, or I was not able to find out how to do it, I will try again. That is growth mindset, period. In the end, I don't know if I will find the right solution, but I will never give up. That is a growth mindset concept. That today we talk about something else. And this is another word that is so fascinating. It's called the AQ. I don't know, Kate, if you heard about it. Because we know about IQ, of course. Minimum, you need to get a job. We know about EQ that is very popular, the emotional intelligence, more and more and more. But today we talk about a third Q. That is the AQ or adaptability quotient. And has many components. Resilience is one of the components. Growth mindset is another component. But adaptability quotient means not only to try again, is learning from the experience and growing. And okay, it's, it's, it's a topic. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very interesting topic, maybe for another, another podcast. Well, yeah, I'm just sitting here going, yes, of course, adaptability is so important. And I, and I do know about IQ and then we're bringing in EQ, but I haven't actually come across anything um, discussing AQ. And I think that that it's, it's brilliant and so important. Yeah, we're going to have to do another podcast, aren't we? <laughs> Love it. 
Love it. And, and just Google a little bit AQ. The, the guy who created the concept came from Singularity University. I don't know if you heard about them. And uh, it's a fantastic concept. For instance, the main component of somebody high in AQ is the capacity to unlearn. And that is mind-blowing for many people. So, and, and the guy who described this, they say, hey, 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 take care that your past success, successes will not interfere in your future successes. This, this trend to repeat patterns, I mean, being, let's say, limiting belief, you use the right word. And in some moment, I need to give up and I need, because I need to bring new concepts, but you need to be open to that. And you need maybe to learn that you need to unlearn many things to be able to move forward. I mean, you know that we live in a VUCA world, right? I mean, that does every, it's a known concept, this acronym. So the only way is to understand that maybe I'm not prepared for the new experience. So I need to learn. I, yes, I have experienced this in my own leadership. I mean, since I mean, if we are we allowed to say the word pandemic anymore? I don't even know. But since that, you know, so many, it's like punctuated equilibrium, right? Everything was probably headed into like more of a online direction, but it absolutely changed so much that, and, and it continues changing at such a pa fast pace right now, I feel that, yes, I absolutely have had to unlearn many of the things that made me successful in the past and helped my team be successful in the past. And and just, it feels like start from zero and it can be terrifying. <laughs> absolutely. You mentioned the experience that all of us, we went through the pandemic. The pandemic, don't get me wrong, was very negative. Millions of people died, and this is a fact. But was an accelerator of other things was like a catalytic of processes and took us to the next level in a positive way, even though, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that was, I'm saying we, we had, and the main component, psychological or uh, behavioral talking of pandemic was the level of uncertainty. We did, nobody knew what's coming. Nobody knew what's going to happen. And we were based on the past saying, well, in one month we'll be over. Well, we... No, 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 no. <laughs> it took three years. So in that moment, AQ was essential. What do we need to learn to face a situation that nobody, nobody on earth experienced before? <laughs> Absolutely. So let's be creative. <laughs> oh, Dr. Carlos, I just think that you are brilliant. And I've had so much fun talking with you. I hope so much that we can meet again. I know that there are so many topics here that we could dive into for an hour alone. And I just appreciate you and your research and everything that you're putting out into the world. Everyone, please check the show notes. Get yourself Five Brain Leadership. I believe wholeheartedly that these are things that can absolutely change how you are in leadership and how you connect with your teams, with your other corporate leaders. And I just thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm sure. Katie, thanks a lot. 
for invitation and I really enjoyed this conversation a lot. Thank you for listening to the If You Lead Them podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review and comment on whatever audio podcast platform you're using. This has been a production of Leon Media Network. For more from our show, visit us at leonmedianetwork.com.